You don't always see ghosts. Sometimes you just hear them. Story number one is Every Night. I recently started working as a 911 dispatcher at a police department in Oklahoma. Last night, one of my co-workers was talking to me about ghosts. I told him I didn't really believe in ghosts. He replied, Yeah, you will. A little after 3 a.m., we got a call, and my co-worker said, You take this one. 911, what's your emergency? Hello? Can you hear me? This went on for precisely 43 seconds. Then, they hung up. My co-worker laughed, then pointed to the map. Yeah? Take a closer look. The call had come from a landline in the middle of an old cemetery on the outskirts of town. No one lives within five miles of this place, and the computer mapping on landline numbers is very accurate. Then he said, Call them back. The number you dialed has been changed, disconnected, or is no longer in service. Please check the number and try your call again. He then told me that it happens every night. And it's been happening for at least 23 years. That's how long he's been working there. He said they used to send people out there, but the cemetery is locked and there was never anyone there. I've only been there for a couple of months, but every night between midnight and 4am we get that call. This next one is The Nightmares. This happened in Toronto when I was in my early 20s. I'd moved into an apartment with my friend, Mike, and one morning, shortly after we'd moved in, he chided me for banging on the wall that separated our rooms. He also said he could hear me 
pacing back and forth outside his room during the night. I had done no such things, so we ended up agreeing it must have come from another apartment. It became an almost nightly occurrence. But we kept telling ourselves it wasn't happening in our apartment. Shortly after, I started noticing the cloying smell of cheap perfume in my bedroom. What made it worse is that I would be filled with a sudden sense of foreboding a few moments before I'd smell the perfume. After three or four months, Mike told me he was moving out. I'm pretty sure I knew his reason, but I still asked. It's my bedroom. I can't sleep in there. I'm sorry. The first night after Mike left, I slept in his room to see what he was talking about. I had an incredibly detailed and very realistic nightmare. I dreamt I was in the bathroom of the apartment. The mirror had been shattered, but parts of it remained on the wall. I was holding a large shard of the glass, and while staring at my distorted reflection, I slowly lifted the glass to my face. And... Soon after that, I began to hear loud bangs at night. <laughs> and the flushing of the toilet. Several times, I went into the bathroom to find the tub was filling with hot water. But fortunately, I always got there before it overflowed. I decided to break the lease and move out early. My last night in the apartment was quite quiet until I went to bed. Sometime around 2am, I was woken. The TV had come on. I went to the living room to turn it off. I recognised the movie straight away. It was Poltergeist. It wasn't unusual for that TV station to be showing horror movies late at night. However, it was an old analog TV. You needed to physically pull a knob to turn it on 
and turn another one to increase the volume. This was not an electronic glitch. This was communication. This next story is a spooky one. It's titled, The Death Room. I'm a nurse and I mainly work the night shift in a home for the elderly. There's two of us in the building on the night shift and each of us has our own floor with around 40 patients on each one. As of late, the night shift has become almost unbearable. Many of our patients scream through the night, waking the others. Some will say they've seen figures standing over them, talking to them and calling their names. Last night, I was sitting at the nurse's station the area is in darkness, except for a small desk lamp. Hello. I looked up, but there was no one there. Everything was still and very eerie. I got up and had a look around, but found nothing. I went back to the nurse's station. And not a minute passed when Someone had grabbed my shoulder. But again, there was no one behind me. I nearly peed myself. I ran to the stairs. And hurried to my co-worker. She was sitting at her station, and I could tell something was wrong. Are you okay? On her floor, we have what we call the death room. The room where deceased patients are brought to while awaiting funeral arrangements. She told me she heard a click, then watched as the door to the death room slowly opened. Then, from inside it, she heard, I'm cold. So very cold.
We spent the rest of the night together, but we don't know what to do. Do we light candles? Get a Bible or a crucifix? Say a prayer? We can't quit. We need the money. What do we do? The next one takes place when three men spend the night in an old building. But just before we hear it, I have this short fictional piece. There's something in my house. Something dark and old. No, not old. It's ancient. I don't know what it is exactly or where it came from. And I don't know why it chose me. I've never messed with a Ouija board, bought an old mirror or taken part in a seance. I've never even had a tarot card reading, but I guess that's irrelevant. You may be thinking, why don't you just move? Yeah, I did move three times. I even moved to another state, but it's still with me. I've had a psychic, a medium, and even a priest come to the house and they've all said the same things, more or less. I'm sorry, I really don't feel anything in this house. Have you considered therapy? I spread salt, I burned sage, and I demanded it leave me alone. But it just laughed at me. It's got to the point where I'm con- Oh, I have to go. It's here. I worked for a building maintenance company in Denver, and we had a customer with a problem office building. We had been called out for repairs to this building three days in a row. The customer told us that they'd come in in the morning and find things had broken during the night and he wanted to know what was going on. As he was a good customer, our boss decided three of us would spend the night in the building to see if we could solve this mystery. We arrived at the building shortly before closing time, set up our cots in the basement, and double-checked we had all the tools we needed as we were going to be locked in for the night. We waited until the office workers had left, then took the elevator to the fifth floor. 
We were going to work our way down, looking for anything out of order. We were halfway along a corridor when the lights went out. We used our phone's flashlights to look for the light switch. Here it is. Then the elevator started moving. I thought no one was in the building. It probably goes back down automatically. But it didn't. It stopped on the fourth floor. And somebody got in. Ha, huh, someone must have been working late. Yeah, I guess. But instead of going to the ground floor, it came back up to our floor. The elevator was empty. What the hell? Maybe no one got in. Maybe it just sounded like that. Yeah, maybe. We continued the rounds, but found nothing out of the ordinary. So we went back to the basement. We'd only been there for a minute or two. Then we began to hear a metallic groaning sound. That's just the pipes. Then another pipe started making that same grinding sound. Is that normal? But before anyone could reply... Oh crap! We shut off the water main. And set to fixing the pipes. One of the more experienced guys worked on one pipe alone while two of us worked on the other one, about 10 yards away, down a small corridor. After about 10 minutes, the guy who was working alone came running up to us. Did either of you grab my leg while I was on the ladder? We haven't moved from here the whole time. That was enough for the other two. As soon as we'd finished repairing the pipes, they unlocked the building and left, leaving me alone. I wanted to go with them, but I had a family to support and I didn't want to lose my job. I didn't get a lot of sleep that night. I just lied on my cot, listening to the elevators going up and down. And every now and then, I'd hear people above me.
nightmares can be quite disturbing, but at least they end when you wake up. Or do they? This last one is The Bridge. And I'll see you next week. When I was around 14, I heard about a local bridge that was supposedly haunted. The story goes that when you're on the bridge, everything goes quiet. So, one summer's day, I went there with my cousin to see it for myself. Okay, ready? Yeah, let's go. We took a few steps onto the bridge. Do you hear anything? We turned back. And as soon as we were off that bridge, the birds and bugs started up again, like someone took off the mute button. That night, I had a nightmare. It started with me walking on the sidewalk outside my house. I got about halfway to the corner, then turned and looked back at my house. There was something on the roof, a black mass in the vague shape of a goblin-like creature. It was crouching down and holding the TV antenna with one hand. I could make out two protrusions, maybe horns, curving backwards on the top of its head, and the only facial features I could see were its eyes. Red and glowing. I've never felt a fear like it. I had the immediate sensation of my organs being replaced with ice. Ah. So cold, it burned. My lungs seized up and I couldn't breathe. I couldn't move and I couldn't scream. I felt like I was dying. Then I woke up, calmed down and went back to sleep. The next day, I had vague flashbacks to the nightmare, but nothing substantial. But then, when I went to bed, I had the nightmare again and again for the following five or six nights. And it was exactly the same dream. But on the last night, something else happened. After I woke from the nightmare, I just lied there in the dark and the silence. Silence like on the bridge.
From down the hall, I heard the dog softly growling. Then came another sound, a step and a scrape, as though someone was walking down the hall while dragging their shoulder against the wall that separated my bedroom from the hallway. It came closer to my open door. Step. Drag. It stopped right outside my door. But there was nothing there that I could see. Then it went back down the hall. When I felt it had gone, I went to my mum's room and told her what happened. She said it was just a dream, but I insisted I was awake. Okay, wait here. She came back with the Bible and told me to put it next to my bed. A few days later, I met up with my cousin. It was the first time I'd seen him since we went to the bridge. We were walking down some railroad tracks and he asked me, Are you okay? What do you mean? Have you had any trouble, um, sleeping? You mean like nightmares? I asked him to describe his dreams before I told him mine. They're always the same. He said he finds himself walking outside his grandmother's house at the edge of the woods. And he sees the same black creature that I saw standing next to a tree about 10 yards into the woods. We worked out we both had the nightmares on the same six or seven nights. I shared my dreams with him and told him about the last night. He said in his last nightmare, he just moved away from the tree, turned around and walked into the darkness. Neither of us have had the dream since, and we're never going back to that bridge.